0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in, I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. iPhone X or the iPhone X, don't call me the X may have some problems with production imbalance with the romeo and juliet modules fueling concern about widespread sales shortages apple had a production snag with components crucial to its new iphone 10 facial recognition system the components known as romeo and juliet amongst apple engineers and suppliers work together to allow users of the latest iphone to unlock their devices by scanning their face um there's a bottleneck for the iphone 10 mass production and that could crimp supplies beyond typical initial shortfalls when the phone is released on November 3rd. Production problems are the latest glitch as Apple and its suppliers rush to load the flashy new features in the flagship model that carries the high stakes because the 8 and the 8S uh, went on sale last week, not, not crushed it. If the iPhone 10 available, the issue persists beyond November 15th and into the holiday season, you would see some frustrated iPhone users consider switching. Apple's plan to launch the iPhone in more than 55 countries and territories suggests it's confident it can meet demand, though. That's the opposite side of this this media uh, inquisition, in, inquisition into what they have and don't have. Apple initially hoped to equip the iPhone 10 with a Touch ID function, which allows users to open the phone by scanning their fingerprint, but incorporating the scanner into the new OLED proved problematic. And Apple eventually scrapped the scanner... Uh, On the new phones, the episode contributed to iPhone 10 sales being pushed back to late November. Um, So we got that going for us. That's out there in the news today. With that being said, taking a look at Apple stock, one analyst out there today said he'd marginally raised its 4 year total procurement estimates at a production increase on older LCD models outweigh cuts to OLED numbers. Um. So basically the iPhone 10 pushouts to the March quarter are going to weigh on average selling prices. There's a weaker iPhone 8, 8 plus upgrade activity and incrementally higher mix of 7 and 7 pluses putting some pressure on ASPs. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things I highly recommend is if you want to live the life of luxury is you have to have a plan. So how do, you have, how do you have more money than you need? You have to come up with Probably a seven-figure number that you want saved that you're going to be living off of. Low seven figures, like $1 million if you want to live off $40,000 a year. $4 million if you want to live off $1.6 million a year. What is wealthy to you? I don't know. But you have those numbers to start working with. The earlier you start writing the stuff down and the earlier you start saving, the more likely you're going to hit those goals. Consistency is the key to getting wealthy. I believe that consistency is the key to everything in the world. Uh, I lose my mind when things aren't consistent. I lose my mind. I almost go to the point of rocking back and forth. I lose my mind when things aren't consistent. So, one of the areas that I want to focus in on again and again is the nation's housing market's unhealthy. And I continue to hear real estate radio and television shows who are sponsored by mortgage people basically pound the idea and realtors that you know real estate's the end-all be-all. And that's just silly. It's just silly when historically the stock market has thumped the real estate market and that you need a healthy stock market which reflects the economy and reflects corporate profits to play into a healthy real estate market. Um, if you don't have the healthy economy and revenues and capitalism created profits, you go nowhere in the housing market. You go to zero in the housing market. So from a broad view, the US housing market looks very healthy, demand is high, employment and wages are growing and mortgage rates are low, but the nation's housing market is assuredly unhealthy, is increasingly mismatched with today's buyers. While the big numbers don't lie, they don't tell the real truth about the affordability and availability of US housing for the bulk of would-be buyers. There's several reports out that have shown that home values continue to show warmth as well as pushback from home buyers. Prices remain nearly 6% higher than they were a year ago, with some local markets seeing double-digit annual price gains. Whether you're in Seattle, Portland, Denver, or Reno, those are the areas that have had the best movements. Uh, Prices are being driven by a severe lack of supply at the low end of the market, which is where the most of the demand exists. So the supply is low on low end, but the demand is high there. That means lower priced homes are seeing bigger price gains than higher priced homes because of the competition. Sets up the situation in which the housing market looks largely healthy from a fifty thousand foot view, but on the ground the situation's a lot different. Especially if you're a young first time home buyer. A friend of mine just bought a low end home in Reno, but he's a high end at he's at the high end of his life. Um, So he's not the typical buyer. So he's at you know the age 50 where his income is high, and he's buying a low-end home in a low-end market. Supply is low in general, but half of what is available to buy is priced in that top one-third of the market. Investors can take the opportunity of high prices and high demand to sell properties, but today's higher rents offer them you know scant returns of where to put the money. So this is why. Sales of newly built homes, like existing homes, have been disappointing. The latest read on August new home sales from the Census Bureau uh, showed a 3.4% drop, along with a rise in inventory. The homes are there, they're just not selling, and it's not hard to figure out why. The recent home sales data has reflected a slower pace, and I continue to believe it's due to more of a pushback on pricing. Just 2% of newly built homes sold in August were priced under $150,000, just 14% priced under $200,000. Pair that with the existing home market, where more than half the homes sold in August were priced under two hundred fifty thousand. So price pressure is going to remain very strong into the fall. The first-time buyer share is down from historical levels, but the thing you need to know, and you know, you don't need everyone to buy a house to push statistics higher and lower lower. It's it's an unhealthy market. The renter nation is going to persist, and fewer Americans will be able to save and grow their money in a home. It also ultimately means that rents will continue to rise due to high demand, leaving more Americans with less disposable income to spend. It's not healthy, to say the least. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Twitter's going to test doubling the length of tweets to 280 characters. This is good news, in large part because it's not bad news. Twitter's character has changed, and maybe that's good news. Uh, The old Twitter almost always rose in a flat to weird, declining market, last one to two quarters Twitter now tends to react with FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and uh, Google. And they drop when FANG drops. So they're kind of starting to become a internet company as far as the way they're trading. So can they generate outperformance? Big question. Twitter might be putting in a right shoulder um, as far as patterns go, which is a nice thing. Um, so last time... Twitter moved higher, it went to 19, and then came back down to 1450. Then it went to 21, and it came back down to 16. So it's hitting higher highs and higher lows. So technically, that looks pretty promising for Twitter. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM
1: 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz.
2: And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7.
1: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Delta said it's going to let customers send texts back and forth to each other. Forget about sending videos and or photos. We now are in the 21st century, and texts are fine. The service kicks off on Sunday. Delta is going to let customers send and receive texts in the air. Delta will support iMessage, WhatsApp, and Facebook Messenger. All kind of cool. I'm with it. Um, customers will be able to use iMessage, WhatsApp, and Facebook, while on the GoGo-equipped flight. GoGo is a popular Wi-Fi platform that costs money, but customers won't need to pay for access to send and receive messages on those three platforms. DirecTV, this is one story that, to me, I find sad. DirecTV is going to offer refunds to customers who want to cancel over at the NFL anthem protests. That's got to make the NFL loco in the coco. NFL players taking a knee to raise awareness for social injustice has turned into a controversy that might cause the league to lose money. Um, DirecTV, the host network for the NFL Sunday Ticket, which is packaged for viewers to watch any game around the league, is going to allow some of its customers to cancel their subscriptions and get a refund if they cite the players' protest or the national anthem as the reason why. So, Sunday Ticket is one of the NFL's premier franchises, earns about 1.5 billion dollars a year in licensing revenue. Controversy over players kneeling during the national anthem picked up steam after President Trump called out the league during a speech in Alabama over the weekend. Trump then followed up over the next few days tweet after tweet after tweet. In the world of tech, Amazon.com got its most bullish Wall Street call, a $1,400 price target, which is 49% above today's closing price or yesterday's closing price. Out of 42 companies that follow Amazon, they have the highest price target. They said, Amazon is in the best position to use artificial intelligence and data analysis to dominate new industries. Given a strong customer experience, scaled infrastructure investments, higher user engagement, and lead within the cloud, they think Amazon is the best position to apply those uh, neural network advances across new vertical industries. So Amazon Web Services has a 46% of the infrastructure as service commercial cloud computing market. Pretty darn strong. Trump is blaming Facebook or is saying Facebook is anti-Trump and says it's colluding with news networks in a tweet. Man, this has just been... I'm not going to say presidency you couldn't imagine, but let's just say a presidency you couldn't imagine. Wrong. Walmart unveiled a new baby product in an effort to attract younger customers. Uh, it would be interesting if they're actually selling stuff directly to babies instead of their parents, but enhancing this baby product line is something that's you know a consideration to woo millennials. Toys R Us, which is a leader in baby products, with its Baby R Us subchains filed for bankruptcy. The new and updated items that are going to be rolling out in January of 2018 are already on sale in a lot of Walmart stores. Organic baby food is one of the bigger ones. Premium diapers, which is made in part from sustainable wood pulp. And baby wipes crafted from recycled t-shirts. My baby deserves the softest. uh, My baby deserves the softest. Uh, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. your baby will be okay. Shut up,
2: baby. Shut up.
1: Thank you. Baby products are big business. $62.7 billion in sales last year. So baby's not going to go away because baby deserves the softest. My baby deserves the softest blanket. My baby likes soft blankets.
2: Shut up, baby. Baby, shut up.
1: Uh, Pending home sales dropped 2.6% in August. Top realtor economist warns housing market has stalled. This is the fifth drop in past six months and below expectations. That's a pretty big headline. Supply and affordability headwinds will have likely hold sales growth uh, just a tad above last year, but coupled with the temporary effects of hurricanes Harvey and Irma, sales now appear to fall slightly below last year. So, housing market stall, lowering full year existing home sales forecast 5.44 million consistent drop in supply and spike in home prices largely blamed for the change. So we got that going against us which I would say is nice but it's not. so um, elsewhere out there the GOP is pushing their tax plan which would trash the value of two popular tax breaks okay so one thing hitting housing prices today is a stall in sales but another thing hitting them is potential elimination of the home ownership tax mortgage deduction. Republicans are talking about two things. Doubling the standard deduction would reduce the use of tax breaks for home ownership and donating to charities. Just 20% of tax returns currently claim those deductions. Nonprofits and home builders worry that having no tax incentive would negatively impact real estate and charitable giving. So... Tax policy center is estimating that the forty five million tax filers who itemize thirty eight million or eighty four percent would opt for the twenty four thousand standard deduction because it would exceed the combined value of the other dedu- deductions available to them. Interesting stuff. No. The home builder industry is concerned about, you know, reduced utilization of the deductions, what it would mean for home ownership and for charitable giving. It marginalizes the mortgage interest deduction. They think we'd see the effect where a small number of homeowners owners would benefit, and that's not the direction anyone's looking for with tax reform. Listen to this sad, sad stat, Mr. Zucchini in the refrigerator. Americans are spending an arm and a leg because they don't like to cook. 90% of Americans don't like to cook. Cost them thousands each year for some Americans going out to dinner as a treat planned and budgeted for. For others, it's just another Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, a Thursday night, and that's becoming the majority. All right all right all right. Mm-hmm. all right, all right, all right, all right, The number of Americans who enjoy cooking is declining while the prevalence of food delivery startups um, and meal kit subscriptions continues to grow. 15% of Americans say they love to cook. 15. One five. 50% they say they hate to cook. 35% say they're ambivalent about cooking. So um, it's easier than ever not to cook. The average household spends an average of $3,008 per year on dining out, which you save in convenience. You lose in cash money, cold cash money. Do it for the Benjamins. Um, Right? Can I convince you or not? Take buying a lunch, for instance. If you go out to eat every day at work you spend an average of $10 per meal. It comes to $2,500 a year. Making your own lunch meanwhile would cost you half of that. And thus you would have enough money to fund all of your retirement. You have the sweetest chef as your best friend. I myself
2: was more of a Beaker
1: fan. Or whatever that flea shrimp thing was. I don't even know what the hell that was. So it's easy to start with a $10 salad once a day and end up with a $30,000 credit card tab a year later. M- majority of Americans can't afford such a costly habit. It keeps us unprepared for emergency. It keeps us having less in money for retirement. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money and investing more. Want
0: the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's
1: Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. There's a drug resistant malaria that is rising carried by mosquitoes in the greater Mekong Region started to become resistant to the main drugs used to treat the disease malaria still kills more than 400,000 people a year and spread of resistant strain like this could kill millions Southeast Asia is where drug-resistant malaria tends to emerge before spreading to other parts of the world this Would be great news if we're trying to kill off old people and cut down how much we're paying in social security and healthcare costs and disability costs we need something to take out the weak, to thin the herd, to thin the people that we've promised things to that we can't possibly uh, deliver on. Are you with me or against me? Go, mosquitoes. Go, go, mosquitoes. So one of the worst things that you could do right now, in my opinion, is freeze your credit. Um, it's just not the way identity theft is going to hit you. Only 4% of identity theft victims had a new account open in their name, which is a credit Freeze would protect freezing your credit is not going to prevent the most common form of getting into your accounts. You need to tie up your accounts to be alerted when new credit is open, whether it be credit Karma or credit Sesame. Um, I put my credit cards into my Apple phone so that anytime there's a transaction over fifteen dollars or thirty dollars or a hundred dollars, whatever it is that you want, you will be notified. Uh, via text. So, monitor your credit accounts daily or weekly. You could use Mint.com, which is a great aggregation. Um, it logs a lot of your accounts and make sure all the charges were made by you. You want to file your taxes early. You want to use secure passwords and two-step verification. Uh, credit Karma or Credit Sesame um, is a free credit monitoring service. And then check your credit report annually. AnnualCreditReport.com. You can do it three or three times with the different credit bureaus. Um, and then also like. Change your uh, identity verification questions. Don't do the road that you grew up on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy today. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. There is a problem where I think people tend to sugarcoat the housing market. The nation's housing market is unhealthy, and yet people talk about how great it is. It's increasingly mismatched with today's buyer's. Home sales are falling because demand is on the low end where there are too few homes and the homes that are available are very expensive. There are currently over 8 million more winter occupied homes than there were in 2007. We are not in a healthy home market. Uh, The recent home sales data has been reflected at a slower pace that is due more towards a pushback on pricing. It's time we stopped sugarcoating the truth with the data that, you know, builders say more affordable homes is the solution but the cost of land, labor, materials, and regulatory compliance are just too high. Buying conditions are great right now. Jobs and incomes are growing, and rock-bottom mortgage interest rates are helping keeping financing costs low. Um, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. So it's going to um, become a problem. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Let's talk a little more real estate with Tony Mendez, Bay Area LoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez com. What would you say is the most blue-collar job you've ever done a loan for
2: in the um, Bay, in a Bay Area?
1: Because I'm fast. So I'm technicians, like, f- f- um, plumbers, electricians, um, You know, so anybody with any kind of technical degree like that or technical skill. Um, they get paid pretty well. There's some really good-paying jobs here in the Bay Area with some sort of skill set. Okay. Uh, and, and that's one thing that I have noticed. Um, they're not going to be, you know, waiters, they're struggling. Um, you know, a hairdresser's going to struggle. Yet I my hairdresser, he owns a house in, in Union City. Um, him and his wife are both hairdressers. So, but they bought at the right time. So. If I ever see your hairdresser, I'm going to slap her <laughs> or him. <laughs> they stand right next to each other. So you, can you do it all in one swing. You offend. Your hair is offensive to the concept of being hairdressed. Speaking from a guy who has a hat on right now. Come on. Um, it's part of my uniform. So, don't. <laughs> <coughs> actually, I actually made myself laugh there. Uh, <laughs> I would slap your hairdresser. <laughs> so, you greatly offend me. I think probably because you're calling him a hairdresser. That's probably why he, he'll be offended. You don't have to slap him. Well, no, 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 Like, the person that cuts my hair, she lives out in Mountain Home. It's Mountain up, House? Mountain House. And um, she drives an hour and... Twenty minutes a day, and if there's traffic, it's an hour forty kind of thing. And that's where we're that's. But she both she owns, but that's where she can afford to own. Um, so I'm always fascinated: as to who's getting loans and who's not? And uh, where's the furthest away from the Bay area? What's the furthest area that you've done a loan for? Uh, San Diego, San Diego, really, and Fort Bragg, Fort Bragg, Texas. Isn't it Fort Bragg the one up in? Up north, way up north. Oh, that oh oh that Fort Bragg. I thought you were talking about Fort Bragg, Texas. You're talking about the one with two G's, not one G, something like that, right? So I'm still correct. a lot of a lot in Sacramento have done a Green Valley, a Tahoe. Is Sacramento tough to get a loan done for? Because it smells like an armpit. <laughs> no, no. When you do loan, I don't have to go there. When you do a loan in Sacramento, do you show up like some people show up with like, a like? I have a feeling I know where this is going. Some I mean, people show up with a realtor's bag of like. And I don't know a nice tape measure kind of thing or something like that. When you show up, do you show up with like deodorant <laughs> t- t- uh, for sac- in tooth- Sacramento? Toothbrush, toothpaste, all that. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Sacramento. Yeah, so, yeah. Stockton. Did you know it's best to put on deodorant if you're going to put on deodorant? What time of day do you think? Noon. <laughs> so Night. No nighttime. Idea. Okay. A little known fact. So. <laughs> Did you see the Zach That's what the smell is. <laughs> did you see the Zach uh between two ferns, Hillary Clinton interview? You were, you had mentioned it. No, I haven't seen it. I just want to set the record straight. Greatest question is when you ask her. So, so if you get pregnant, does that mean this Tim Kaine guy is going to be president for nine months?
2: <laughs>
1: it's just <laughs> she played the part of did I really get myself into this really well, which is part of the whole shtick. That's kind of how I feel when I come to your show. That's the point. That's what I was trying to say. You take people in Stockton or Sacramento, deodorant. Anyway, um, Tony Mendez. you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's actually did my loan that I closed last month. Uh, It is a process. It is a chore. Um, It is more than you're going to ever expect. Same thing with a trust. Same thing with investing. That's why financial professionals, a good mortgage lender... A good estate planning attorney, a good financial planner, a good friend who's worth money—they're um, worth gold in your life because they've been there, and they've done that, they know the processes, and they can help you throw them. You can find Tony Mendez at source.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Remember, Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, we can talk about the big IPO this week. Roku. Um, As more than a dozen companies plan U.S. listings between last week and this week, one of the ones that catches my eyes is Roku because I'm a tech guy. I grew up, you know, kind of liking the technology world and starting with Atari 2600 and slowly moving up. So when you see a Roku, you're like, that's just a box. Um, Yeah, they've done some nice things with, you know, getting into TVs. They've done some nice things with, you know, They get a piece of the action when you subscribe to things that are subscription-oriented on streaming TV, but I just don't feel it. Um, Streaming TV 2.0, you know, how they make straw into gold. I'm not quite sure where it is that they're going to hit their home run, per se. Following Monday's retreat on the stock market, Tuesday's turnaround lacked a little bit of gusto. Wednesday, we look at things and we start going, okay, what's going to be the left? Nike um, lower after the apparel company topped earnings expectations um, on very scant revenue growth and issued a disappointing gross margin outlook for the next quarter. Um, The shoe industry is in trouble right now. Adidas has got some problems with bribing coaches on the college level. Um, Nike has some problems with China's growing great, but the U.S. is stagnating. So there's issues there. In the world of oil, a lot of people are now expecting oil to have a big pop to the higher side, according to data coming out of the API, the American Petroleum Institute. Um, we're seeing oil move slightly higher. Micron Technologies in the news, uh, better than expected earnings report and a pleasing outlook pushing that stock higher. That's in the news. 800 um, 516 to get your calls on the air. Cisco's cutting 300 jobs at its San Jose headquarters, which doesn't freak me out because that doesn't sound terribly bad. Um, but uh, is no good. It's no good. So um, Target yesterday said that they're going to up minimum wage. So this year, they're going to up their minimum wage from $10 an hour to $11. They're going to reach $15 by 2020. Um, they're going to try to turn over and attract 100,000 seasonal workers in a tight labor market. Target's making a long-term bet that by become an employer of choice, it'll make both employees and customers happy and allow it to thrive. I've got a friend who works at Whole Foods, and she is pleased as punch. She just loves working there, which is interesting. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. My personal opinion... Target's going to have to move to kiosks to compete with Amazon in the long run. You can find me online at roblackshow.com. That's roblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So on Fridays, I do a market update on Facebook Live. I typically talk about some really great idea on saving money. Um, I want to get you to retirement. That's the number one goal. So, I want to talk things through. I want to answer your questions on what I expect out of the market and such. One of the things I like to talk about is there's four things that can move. There's four types of stock. There's momentum stocks, there's growth, in in, there's growth stocks, there's growth and in income, and then there's income. Momentum stocks are stocks that can move five or ten points in a day. And for no big reason, it can gain a billion in market cap. So... Um, growth stocks, you know, they're they're going to be half the growth of a momentum stock. It's not just about revenues. It's about margins and potentially earnings growth and income is definitely about earnings and where the stock is traded in history. And income stocks are all about how are you going to pay your bills in retirement or how are you going to pay your bills now that you have enough invested that you don't really need growth and income or growth or hyper growth now or momentum. I think you should have a variety of all those stocks at various points in your life, more momentum and growth when you're younger, more growth and income and income when you're older. Um, That's the basic idea, but that's not going to one size fit all kind of advice. Let's talk a little more momentum stocks with CFP Chad Burton from his morning show this morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. here on AM 1220,
2: KDOW. Let's talk a little bit about uh, momentum stocks. I was recently asked just seconds ago. What is a momentum-based stock? There's actually ETFs around momentum nowadays, and momentum is very important when it comes to investing because you might hit a, you might buy a stock and it might go past your target in terms of fundamentals. What I mean by fundamentals is a big one is price to earnings. What is the company earning per share? So it's price per, price divided by earnings. All right, so right now the S&P 500 is trading at if you look at the earnings that's expected over the next 12 months it's 17 and a half times earnings which is one of the it's 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 higher than it's been in the last 10 years it's getting to the point where it was in 2006 and 7 and in 1999 um but many stocks are trading at much higher PE ratios like Facebook 37 times uh the last 12 months, the trailing 12 months. Um, so the Fang stocks. If you look at Amazon, for example, if you look at what it's trading at on a P ratio, 241 times trailing 12 months earnings. So momentum stocks are stocks that are expensive when when you look at them as a price to earnings, but they're just continuing to push higher. That's A momentum situation where it's expensive stock, people are paying more because the stock is continuing to go up, or they're growing revenues much more quickly than other firms. If you look at Facebook, their revenue growth is blowing away most of the S&P 500, so people are willing to pay a lot more times earnings, a lot more for the earnings on that type of a stock. So, that's that's a momentum. Now, value stocks are stocks that have a much lower P-E ratio. Now, sometimes they're there for a reason. Revenue is declining. If you look at something like IBM, you've had really no revenue growth. They just continue to sell off pieces of their business and cut costs just to stay where they are. Um, you have oil stocks. Oil stocks val- considered value plays right now, but also it's because oil there's so much oil now. Maybe that's warranted. Financials hadn't been making a lot of money because interest rates are so low, but. If interest rates go up, they're considered a value play that could turn into a momentum play later on. Typically, what happens when you have this big divergence between especially small cap value and large cap growth or more momentum oriented stocks, usually that doesn't spell good news for the large cap growth or the momentum area over the next one to three years. Either you have a correction or the small cap value or more value oriented stocks catch-up. So, if all you own is momentum at this point, where everything is getting somewhat expensive, you need to do some rebalancing and pick up some value. Now, value could even be overseas. International-developed emerging markets, fundamentally, PE-wise, still cheaper. Um, And if the dollar stays where it is, they'll probably outperform. If the dollar rallies big time, then that could put pressure again on especially emerging markets. Now, let's see let's talk about real quickly before this show ends some of the things I wanted to talk about, what's putting pressure on people's retirement. One of the big ones out there is gray divorce. And this is one I've got to fly to Montana in two weeks to actually help mediate a gray divorce. And what that means is basically divorce after retirement. Some people say divorce after fifty-five, but this is a lot of times divorce after retirement. Retirement is a very large life transition. It's often more difficult for people than divorce or being empty nesting. And so people change a lot in retirement. They find new things to do. And if you don't share that with your partner, that can be very, very tough. So a lot of marriage counseling should happen prior to retirement. Great divorce is very expensive because People tend to fight and fight and fight and spend a ton of monies on attorneys just to have everything split in half anyway. Nobody cares about your story or who did who wrong once you go to court. So you might as well be level-headed and split the assets the way the court's going to do it anyways and stop paying attorneys hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this.
1: And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about iPhone 10 delays are being blamed on a snag in facial recognition hardware Um, October and November are the ramp up type of months Um, They'll have tens of thousands of units, but that might be when you want to grab and sell on eBay because there's going to be a shortage Amazon got its most bullish call yet today a $1,400 price target. Whoa Um, that's about 50% higher than it is today. Whoa. Do you have a shopping list ready for stocks that you want in case the market goes hectic on you? I do. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com.